Hello, hello, my name is Keisha Chung. And my name is Muna Traore, and welcome to the Collective Culture Creative Conversations podcast. Where we chat with different BIPOC creatives and community leaders we love and admire. everybody and welcome to another episode of CC Creative Conversations the podcast so um this is a really special episode it because, is um yeah we have a really special person joining us for this episode she is an icon a legend the person who makes all things collective culture possible Miss mm-hmm. Anna Akato, or is it a Koto? Girl, you know the Canadian version's a Koto. Funny story. Whenever I like, I'll be on the phone like making a call about something, and they haven't met me in person. I'll say my name, and they'll be like, "Oh, is that Japanese?" I'm like, "No, I assure you, I'm not Japanese." Sorry, girl. I'm not. She's very Ghanaian. Very much so. Thanks for having me, friends. Of course. So Anna's also the producer of our show. Um, yes. So she's been like, whenever we do these these conversations, Anna's there reacting yeah. and doing all the things. Um, yeah. So you guys don't know it, but her presence is in this whole entire series of episodes we've been doing. So we're so excited to have Anna on the show today. Yay. Yes. Yay. Um, okay. So time for... Your first check-in. Why is this nerve-wracking? Although I already (laughs) know how this goes. Um, How am I doing? Um, I think overall, well, the day that we're recording is the first day of Virgo season. I'm sorry, I have to go into astrology. But... (laughs) Leo season, I'm a Leo, dragged my ass through the mud, okay? Like, I was not thriving. I was not doing well. Um, So today was, like, my first day of, I woke up a little bit anxious, and I had to, like, do some grounding things to ground me, but I was able to turn around, and I kind of, like, feel good and have a better sense of self. So today, I'm doing better. I'm doing better. Good. I'm happy to hear that. Very happy to hear that. Um, Muna. Yes. Your turn. (laughs) Go. Your turn. Oh, Lord. Um, Life's been rough. Um, Beyond astrology, the last, you know, two and a half, three months of my life have been some of the hardest, most sad, depressing times of my life. I didn't know a human being could cry as much as I've cried. Um, And I'm on my period right now. So I have like a kind of general layer of depression um, that will hopefully lift in a couple of days. I'm mostly just like trying to be as functional as possible, trying to um, be as pleasant as possible through, you know, a lot of the difficulties that life has thrown at me. I'm reading uh, Seeds to Harvest, uh, which is like a collection of books. Oh no. Oh, I should say that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wrong section. Wrong section guys. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's no, it's okay. It's like a little prequel. You're good. You're good. Right. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) basically I'm in, um, 
I feel disoriented. I feel like somebody like spun me around in a circle and kicked me into a lake. And now I'm just trying to figure out which way is up. Right. Mm. Mm. Well, we're always sending you lots of love and good energy. Always. Appreciate so, it. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, Miss Keisha, yeah. how are you doing? Oh, girl, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, uh, a little overworked. Um, but overall I'm doing pretty good. I'm going away this week. So I'm very, <laughs> very excited for that. I'm excited for I'm, you. Yeah. I like to think I'm not going to have to like be somewhere at nine o'clock every day for Amazing. like, what? It's so exciting. Right. Um, but yeah, I've just been, I've been doing a lot of like panels and interviews. I've gotten to do a lot of really great opportunities working at the shift. Um, and I'm like just past halfway through this rotation for the program I'm doing. So it's been really, really cool. And I've learned so much and, you know, um, personally, like mentally, I've been all right dealing with a lot of, you know, navigating tricky situations you know life just kind of throws you things sometimes and you're like okay I've never really been here before how do I manage this and it's not like it's bringing me down but it's just like it takes emotional energy from you to like okay how do I navigate question yes if dick was not part of the equation how many of those (laughs) situations would go away um no like oh. they they pretty much stay. Yeah. Oh damn. Oh, okay. So it ain't, got... this ain't a niggas problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> when you first when you first sighed and you sounded exasperated, I was like, oh, it, gave, it, it was a nigga sigh. It sounded like it. No, I agree. very much so. I was very much convinced that a man was stressing her out. But, no, okay. just you know, it's just it's just people. Like I think sometimes you you're in you're doing things in the world and like friends and stuff. And you just, you realize that like, you might not align with people sometimes and just mm-hmm. navigating that, you know, oh, and like, I do know that. Yeah. And it's hard. Then you're just like, okay, like our energies don't match. So like, how do I deal with this? I've never dealt with this type of person before. How do I navigate this? You know? And it's, right. it's honestly at the end of the day, those types of moments are very important because it just gives you a new filter to read people through, yeah. you know? So that's how I'm trying to mm-hmm. see it. But, um, yeah, it's just been taking a little bit of time. My 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 man situation's pretty chill right now. I ain't gonna lie. Oh <laughs> girl. I'm kidding. You know. We good. We Gucci. <laughs> we good over here with that. <laughs> Ooh. Must be nice. We are not the same. Nah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. I don't know that emotion. I don't know that feeling. <sighs> Yeah. yeah. Sorry, friends. I know. I'm sorry. Um, well, we've all checked in. Now let's um let's do a little a little what's feeding us. Who won't start? Luna Hugo, I'm interested to hear about this book. Yeah, me too. So I've been saving this book for a desperate time. Um, if you guys listened to the last episode, you will know that I absolutely adore Octavia E. Butler and all of her wonderful work. And so the only book of hers that I haven't read or collection of books that I haven't read is Seed to Harvest, which is um, Mind of My Mind, Wild Seed, and I think Clay's Ark, but not in that order. 
not exactly sure. So I'm just on the second book now, and it's been such a cozy relief to read every night and to escape into this other world. I really enjoyed it. I also watched White Lotus and was thoroughly exasperated with the levels of caucasity that that show <laughs> that show portrayed. I am Belinda. Belinda is me. Um, it was really fun to watch, and I thought it wasn't like revealing or anything, but it was a fun show to to just go through. Yeah. Have you guys watched it? No, I've never. When? Someone give me more time and I'll watch it. It's on my list okay. though, but I just haven't had time to invest in a show. But I really, I keep hearing about it. Like I was like, he should be watched White Lotus. I'm like, no, bro. So it's kind, I'm gonna it's watch kind it. of ridiculous. Is it? Is it more ridiculous than Lupin? No, Lupin's pretty okay. ridiculous. I mean, I still can't scale. Thank you. I still can't reconcile a Paris that has no black women. <laughs> I still can't reconcile with that with that dread and beard wig thing that oh. he had going on. <laughs> Anna, have you seen it? No, I watched. Girl. I started. I started the first episode, and I don't remember why I fell off, but I fell off. But no, I'm definitely gotta, gonna go back and watch. You need to watch it. It's cool. so entertaining. Like we so need to have a conversation with the hair department on that show because that man deserves better. <laughs> He did. <laughs> the full thing, he pulled it off at once and it all came off. The beard and the dreads came off at once. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> so bad. Um, but I'm happy that you have some stuff that you're watching that's giving you something. Yes. Yeah. I like that. And I'm going like to watch Ted Lasso next because I heard it's really feel good. Yeah, I'm hearing that too. Uh, I'm Googling that right now. It's the new, it's like a show on Apple what is it called? Apple Plus or whatever. Jason Apple Sudeikis. TV. Apple TV. Jason Sudeikis. Um, it's cute. Okay. It's a lot of white people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's white people? I, I don't mind a white people show. I'm, when I tell what I'm watching, I'm watching a very white show. What are you watching? Um, currently, I'm re-watching Parks and Recreation. Oh, because- I could never... <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I love that show, man. I love it. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I love a good white people like, comedy. Like, I'm you know, happy I'm for you. I'm glad you yeah, have no, that. It's, great. I, it's honestly like, it's a nice feel good. Like, it just, it's easy. It's light. I just put it on when I'm like eating. I've already seen it. I don't have to invest in it. Um, and I just accept all, all the whiteness at one time and I'm cool with it. You know, I know what I signed up for, you know? Great. Um, but I also recently watched the Teddy Pentagrass documentary, if you don't know me. Ooh, Have you guys seen it? Where no. is it on? On HBO. Bro. On Crave? Like, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Honestly, like, I knew his music, but I didn't know his story story. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's been on my brain for, like, weeks. Just, like, you guys, you know the story, right? What no. happened to him? Don't tell oh, us. I- oh, I'm okay, going to watch the documentary. Okay. So when you watch it. Anyways, it just, it left a lot of as existential questions in my mind and it was really incredible. And I, so I've listened to a lot of his music recently too, which has just been very, very fun. Bring me back to a time that I kind of wish I was like this age at, you know what I mean? I feel like it just would have been fun to be young around that time. And he is fine. I was like, just about to say he's girl, fine. Oh, he was just, oh my God. He was perfect. His smile, his, he was tall. Let me look up a oh. picture of this man. I love a good old snack. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a looker, as they say. Ooh, let me um, see. Yeah, go, go ahead. Teddy Pendergrass. Oh. Oh, I know this yeah. man. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You'll have fun. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been, you know, consuming these days. Um, is there anything else on my list? I don't think so. Just Parks and Rec and that doc that I watched. That's about it for me. Great. What about you, Anna? For me, I've been actually, I've been getting into reality television. (laughs) So my friend Chelsea, she, she's like reality. She's a shows girl. Similar to you, both of you. She's a shows person. I'm not. And so she's like, Anna, you need to watch this show. Um, Put a ring on it. And I was like, oh, what's it about? And the premise of the show is, I think it's three couples who've been together for an extended period of time, but they haven't gotten married. Mm-hmm. And so in order to one, figure out why they haven't gotten married and two, figure out if they're the person they're in a really in a relationship with, is there actual like someone they want to marry? They date other people. Wow. Yeah. When I say Whoa. mess, guys, when I say mess, how do I find this show? Mess. I want to watch this. I'm going to send you guys the link because it's on a you know another site. I'll say it like that. But guys, oh, <laughs> like I'm really thinking about it. So yeah, I've been watching that. I've been watching Married at First Sight, which is actually side note. Would you guys ever do that? Like Married at First Sight, like you meet what your so pretty much you meet your spouse at the altar, like. There's these this panel of like experts, and they find you your not necessarily perfect match, but someone who you think you'd be compatible with, and then you meet them on your wedding day, you get married, and then you're t- yeah. Um, <laughs> what is reason? Can a squirrel fly? I, I <laughs> there actually mean, are flying squirrels. flying squirrels. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't mean that. <laughs> can a dog quack? No. no. I'm not doing you it. Do it. I would never. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it either. Really? You do? Who? I think I might. I don't need what? a man that bad. I'm good. To be honest. Okay, but also like, what, who? Okay, who's on the panel though? Like, That's who's the picking thing. This? I won't even lie to you. <laughs> these past two seasons, I don't know what they're. I don't know what they're on because some of these matches, I'm like, this isn't making sense. They're trying like, to make but, good TV, sweetie. But, but right, like, exactly. Okay, but it, it's it, a, to answer a, your question though, Anna. Yeah. If it was like my parents, yeah, like, the three of them, the four of them, and then like yeah. my aunts and stuff, I'd I'd do it then because right. they know me well. But if it's just some random ass people, no yeah. way. It's two therapists. Like a marriage and family therapist, another type of therapist, I think a pastor and so strangers, else. strangers, exactly, strangers. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, been watching that, um, and then, like I said, this month or last month was pretty rough. So essentially, I would go back. I started watching like movies and shows that I used to watch as a kid. So. I watched a lot of Cheetah Girls. I watched um, the Lizzie McGuire movie. Oh, I love I that movie. watched, what else? Pride and Prejudice, the 2005 one with Kira Knightley. I've never seen that movie, you know. Oh, it's actually really good. And has a really good score. Like a really okay, good fun. soundtrack. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, I think that's 
pretty much everything. Put a ring on it has been giving me so much life. Oh my gosh. Okay, you have guys. to send that to us. Yeah, you have to. You have to. We'll have to chat about but, that. But also, um, has anybody watched F Boy Island? <gasps> it's no. on my. I just heard about it this week or last <laughs> week. I'm gonna watch I'm gonna it. Google it. I'm not a reality TV person, so you're okay. Have to put me on tell this. me, tell me if and when you watch it, because I want to know okay. your thoughts. Okay. Ooh, I'm not ready. I, I've only okay. watched oh. like half of it. F Boy Island. Okay, I've seen ads for this. Okay, fine. Also, have you guys seen Frozen or Frozen Two? Yeah, no. I've seen Frozen. Okay, have you seen Frozen Two? No, I watched that recently. How was it? Ah, uh, it made me uncomfortable. Really? Why? Because, like, it had this whole white savior narrative that I wasn't really chill with. Oh, but isn't everybody yeah. in the movie white? Yeah, but then they, like, bring in these people who kind of look white, but they actually look indigenous. And oh. then she's like, anyways, it's. I just was curious if you guys had seen it. I actually, watched it on the plane. It was cute, though. Like, I once I took the racism out of it, and I was like, let right. me just, I needed something to uplift me. My point in saying this, Anna, actually, was that, you know, like, you're saying how you watched it from when you were a kid. I wanted to watch, like, an animated movie, because those always make me happy. Yeah. So I picked Frozen 2. And then I ended up watching it and I was like, but like, it was still, I still enjoyed it. I did. You should have watched The Incredibles. That's my favorite movie ever. That's the best Incredibles. You know, it's funny you bring that, not funny that you bring it up, but one of the movies that I watched was Ellen Enchanted. Clearly Anne Hathaway is like the only, like one of few white people that I really like, like. So (laughs) I watched um, Ella Enchanted and bro, they were, I didn't. It's so weird. I didn't clock it when I was young, but watching it now, going back, they really went into it. Like they were talking about colonialism, genocide, all of these things in this film. And like, I need no, to rewatch guys, this. Go watch it. And I was <laughs> like, whoa, the themes in here. I'm seeing what y'all were doing. I I like it. I'm here for it all. So yeah, that was a pleasant thing to go back and be like, oh, like they were really trying to like get it into our heads and like tell us make us read between the lines mm. while watching this film and i liked that it was really i'm gonna good. rewatch it okay. yeah, it's on netflix all right i'm gonna do that um well those are all of our opening segments we gotta take care of um let's hop into this conversation friends August marks a very special month for collective culture. This year, we are celebrating five years, believe it or not. So in 2016, on August 19th, um, collective culture hosted an event, a weekend actually event called CCMTL. Um, It hosted conversations, also performances, parties, all of the things to create spaces for creatives. So we figured today what we're going to do is have a conversation just talking about all things collective culture from its origin to where it is now. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yay. I'm excited. Oh, um, y'all are pretty much here from the jump, to be honest. Cause Muna, from my understanding, I'm trying to remember, I'm, I'm seeing a video pop in my head from an event and I'm pretty sure it was from CCMTL. Is my yes, right? Was. Okay. I was there. I participated in a, a reading of a play which was really fun. And I also was at the space at Never Apart Montreal. Um, I attended events and it was just an overall wonderful experience. I was so impressed with Keisha and everything that she'd organized. 
It was so exciting to meet all of these new, young, creative thinkers. Um, yeah. But I don't know what you saw in the video. What was I doing? I was probably like twerking. Lol, no. <laughs> it was like a panel type of situation. I don't know if it was a panel. It could have been like the pre before you reading um, the play. But um, I say all that to say that you guys have pretty much, of course, Tisha, but like been here from the beginning. So take me back to that weekend. Muna, you shared a little bit, but Keisha, tell me how you were feeling that weekend. Oh, that weekend was a lot. It was such an overwhelming experience in the best way possible. We had been planning that event for about six, seven months and watching it come together was just incredible. And I, um, you know, we had three days of events. I think there was, I should know this number by heart. I think there was nine events in total over the course of the weekend. And the theme of the festival was uh, the hyper visibility and invisibility people of color experience in Canada. So we had different, um, different ways to have those conversations. Like we had a panel, as Muna said, we had a table read of a play called Blackstone Bowl. Um, we had some art performances. We had a pop-up shop. We had um, some parties as well. And it was just a really incredible feeling to facilitate something like that. And not just for, you know, watching other people there, but for myself, just to be able to engage with the community in that way. It was, it was a really fulfilling experience and probably one of, to date, is the biggest event I've ever put together. So I'm very proud of it. Exciting. So tell me a little bit, like, what caused even then? Like, how did you get even that theme? Because that's very specific. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? So the theme came from um, uh, my the co-founder Nene and I were in women's studies together, um, and that's where we met. And the whole point of collective culture and CCMTL was for us to bring conversations we were having in school into a more palatable platform or onto a more palatable platform sorry because I think for me the biggest contradiction was like I'm sitting there learning about racism feminism like you know race all this stuff and then the people that I felt like really needed that conversation really needed these this language didn't have access to it because they weren't in the program with me you know what I mean and it was not at a time when people were talking about intersectionality on Instagram that's not what right. that's not when this was happening right oh so the, definitely the not <laughs> yeah. So we really wanted to make sure that we we wanted to create a space that we could have these conversations outside of the institution. And that's where the theme came from. It was something that we just thought was really relevant and would be a really good baseline for other events as well, just to mm -hmm. kind of like cover this and then see where it goes thematically with some of the other stuff we wanted to do. Right. So one of the, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I guess one of the first times that both both of y'all, Moon and Keisha, have worked for like, or worked on a collective culture project. Would that be cinema? Yes, I guess outside of the reading I participated in, yeah. the first time was when we did our cinema video mixtape. So mm -hmm. yeah, tell me about that, Muna, because I think it, the idea or the opportunity was presented to you and then you kind of took it from there. Well, I feel like it happened out of a conversation I had with Craig Cal, who's one of the co-founders of cinema. And he had asked me if I wanted to do one and I was so excited, but I didn't feel like alone. I had enough to say, or like, 
I guess I didn't feel confident in my own voice, but I felt like it was the perfect vehicle to do like a cross collaboration with CCMTL because at the time, uh, I think Keisha was just finishing, just coming back from Montreal and wanting to do more events based in Toronto and sort of bring everything that she had worked on over here. And so I felt like this was like a great sort of crossover over event so that people could get to know what collective culture was about, what they were doing. And um, I asked Keisha if she wanted to do it as a collective culture event um, project. And she agreed. And we just sort of, there was no like specific um like when we were creating our video mixtape, there was no, we, I don't think we really had a strong idea when we first said we were going to do it. It was just through conversations about what we thought were important, was important, what we wanted to share, sharing things back and forth and being like, yeah, we should include that. And then it just sort of grew from there. How would you describe everything, Keisha? Because my recollection is so foggy. So you probably can, <laughs> can tell the people about Um, what went down way better than I can. No, that was very accurate. I think it, it was a very organic collaboration. Um, Muna approached me to do it and I was really excited because at the time I was like super into video editing. So, um, I directed a couple music videos, edited a few at the time. So, um, I was like, yes, I get to edit. This is going to be so much fun. And I think also like Muna worked as an actor and, and, you know, writer and working in the film industry, we both had, an understanding for story in a different way that I think it would have changed if maybe both of us weren't in that world. Um, But at the beginning, initially we didn't really, again, like what Muna said, we didn't have a clear idea, but then once we started kind of getting the ball rolling, we ended up coming up with something very concrete, like to the point where we wrote it out into acts. If you watch the project, it it tells a very specific story. Um, And we were very intentional about that when we put it together. And the process was just like so much fun. We we put a lot, like hours and hours. I think we ended up using like 80 something different clips or something. Like we edited the fudge out of it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it was fun because it wasn't like, I didn't feel... I think sometimes uh, one of the things I didn't like about video editing was that um, like when I did it for other people was that, you know, I felt like I was just like a button pusher, but with this, it was very, very collaborative. Like we were like, there's really me and Muna, I feel like are very equally dispersed in that project. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just a great like starting off point for our creative relationship, you know, and our friendship too. Yeah. And every single thing, every single edit, every single song we layered over or cut, we, it was a collaboration. It was just like, what do you think? I think it should be this way, la la la. And we just sort of found a way to blend our voices visually. And it literally watches like, you know, a movie almost. Yeah. Like it's such a clear. Not almost, it does. (laughs) It's such a clear statement of everything we think and everything we feel. Yeah, I'm very proud of that project. Like, it's very rare that I can have something that's that old and be like content watching it. That's (laughs) the thing I was going to say because last year we hosted a virtual event, which was revisiting cinema, and it was a panel discussion with Sarah Hagee, Demaine Davis, and Tika. And 
in 2020, y'all, when I tell you, okay, this mixtape hold like it um what's the word you use when it like stands the test of time that's a good (laughs) phrase because in 2020 it was still relevant it was still relevant and that also that actually marked our first virtual event it did because 2020 child yeah that was yeah it's funny because that was actually how we started doing virtual events with never apart was because we wanted moon and i decided like you know what? I feel like the community needs this. Let's revisit this. Let's see what this will feel like now. And then I was like, let me see if Never Parts down to collaborate with us. And then they were. And then we're here. <laughs> Luna, what brought you, like, I think, like, officially, like, last year, you got signed, not signed on. That sounds so professional. But, like, you came on as a contributor, like, officially, I should say. Um, What kind of, why did you decide, okay, yeah, I'm going to, like, dedicate more time to collective culture well Keisha just asked me to do shit and I couldn't say no (laughs) (laughs) no no um I feel like it was because I wanted to genuinely be part of these events and these conversations I got so much out of them and I I feel like I outside of acting have such so much that I want to do especially in terms of like culture society and politics and I love having these conversations these are conversations I have with people all the time so why not use whatever platform I have whatever you know name I have whatever to gather people together and try to do something interesting and it's been such a a great outlet for other forms of creativity like being able to help produce the the digital event that was about indigenous tattooing was really really fun and it was just an idea I had um I don't know where it came from but I felt like it was a conversation that I was really interested in and I wanted to to dive into and unfortunately, mm-hmm. I couldn't moderate it as it initially we planned, but still like being able to do collaborations with collective culture has really, you know, opened me up to so many creatives and so many artists that I didn't know of and so many different communities and and spaces and, and things that actually interest me because right. I don't want my life to be limited just to the film industry. I want to be expansive and I want to learn about people and this organization not only affords me the opportunity to do that but to also offer something to people as well Mm -hmm. yeah how I'm curious to know like how has not just like I don't know I guess that it would be like working together but how has I guess doing this work both creating events and having this podcast whatever how does it kind of I guess, I don't know, strengthen your friendship or how, what role does it play in your friendship with each other? I think it gives us lots to talk about (laughs) because we really be genuinely interested in like the topics we discuss and the people we bring on the show. And I feel like we know each other in such a different way than we ever would if like we only connected in the streets. No, it's true. And I think it's funny because, and also all those things you said, Muna, were so, that makes my heart happy. That this platform has done all that really it does like that's exactly why I created it and I just it's 
yeah, it makes me really happy um, to hear that. But I think it's also too that like our our relationships very been very authentic from the beginning. You know, you meet a lot of creatives and you meet a lot of people that are in these industries for kind of the wrong reasons. And I mm-hmm. think one of the reasons I gravitate to Muna so much is because I feel like she's like just herself, right. you know, like Muna is just Muna. And, and that has not changed since we became friends and we've known each other for a very long time, but you know, us formally connecting in this way has just made like, sh- like, I hope, you know, I love you so much Muna. And like, I'm always oh. here whenever you need anything. And like, I feel that way about you too. And this allows us to like, we're also very busy and this allows us to connect consistently actually know how each other's doing. We don't just talk on this podcast. We talk outside of it too. And like, it's just, it's, it's just allowed us to strengthen our friendship and you've put a lot of trust in me with stuff and it's given me a lot of confidence in other ways, you know, just the work that we're doing and knowing that like I have your support and I have you in my corner as somebody who's rooting for me. It does. It really adds in that way to my life. So very grateful for you. I'm grateful (laughs) for you. It's so sweet. CC uses different media to uplift BIPOC voices, share information, and create spaces for dialogue. And um, the newest addition to the collective culture universe is the podcast, CC Conversations. Um, How did that come into fruition? Well, Keisha Keisha just asked me to do it, and I couldn't say no. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be my answer for everything. Um, (laughs) Keisha, Keisha. Um, well, it came to be because I was talking to Never Part after we'd done our events with them. We'd done, I think, two at that point, going on three. And um, they had suggested that we could contribute in another way to their magazine, which they do every month, which this is a part of. And I had always wanted to do podcasts. Like, I don't, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast already, but I'm going to tell it again. Um, we started this in 2020 and sorry, in 2021. So the beginning of 2020, I'd written out like a list of intentions that I have of of projects I want to do. I do that for like every year, like personal things, professional things. And I'd written down a podcast as something I wanted to do for 2020. The end of the year came and I was on a plane. I remember. And I was like, Oh, let me just look through my phone. And then I happened to see on my phone that that podcast was having starting a podcast was a part of it. And at that point, we'd already solidified that this was going to happen. And I literally completely forgot about it as an intention, you know. So, like, I feel like for me, this was something that I always wanted to do. But then when the opportunity came, I didn't want to do it by myself because I felt like it could be more fun with another voice. And just working with Muna has been, you know, as I was saying before, so fun. I was like, I feel like Muna would be the perfect co-host for this like we could just have a lot of fun talking to people because we have two very different approaches to conversation and it balances out really well you know what I mean so um and then I asked Muna and then she said yes and now we're here yeah was there more did I leave out something uh you left out the fact that I'm very funny you are very funny (laughs) you're the source of humor on the show (laughs) you are you're hilarious you should see your stand-up guys it's great I've seen it no I think I'm funny I just, I think it's more like I like to hear the sound of my own voice. And no, nah, bitch, you're funny. You're funny. Yeah, you're very yeah. funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, you're, no, you're actually funny. Yeah, but I'm like a dip- different type of funny when I know it's not going to be living on the internet forever. Right, I hear you. I hear I'm very, you. like, cautious on the podcast because y'all can't handle it and I'll get canceled and I don't have time for that, so. 
I'm screaming. Well, you guys have obviously have worked together and have known each other for so long, but I guess my question would be, what have you learned about yourself throughout working with collective culture? Oh, you go first, Muna. <laughs> I think what I've learned about myself is how much I need to be a part of conversations with people outside of like my immediate community. Like I think having a podcast is great for bit bridge building because it offers us the opportunity to connect with people that we wouldn't normally connect to. Like there's no way I would like somehow just like randomly have a conversation with Dr. Moya Bailey, right? you know? And I think that being able to speak with different people like Sophia Lee and expand my horizons in that way has just been one of the most meaningful parts of this experience. And I don't even remember what the original question was. What have you learned, <laughs> you learned about, yourself? about yourself? I've just learned, yeah, that, that I, I need that, that this actually feels really important to me in a way I never could have imagined. And it just makes it even more clear to me how much more I need in my life. Like acting isn't just enough. Being in the film industry just isn't enough. Like I have to find a way to express my desire to connect with people across many communities and like share information and build and, and learn. Mm -hmm. That's good. Keisha? I love that. Um, <clears throat> I think for me, collective culture has taught me about my abilities as a creative and as an individual. And it's been one of the most rewarding things I've ever invested my time into. You know, it's allowed me to expand my skills creatively. Um, it's allowed me to connect with people. Uh, it's allowed me to help facilitate conversations and community building. And it's just, I could never imagine it not being in my life. So watching it grow has been like, it's kind of wild. Like even just listening as Muna's talking and, and, you know, speaking to a couple other members of the team about, you know, what they've been able to do on the platform. It's really, it's a blessing to me, this platform has been. And um, I'm really honored that people trust me with this energy exchange that I get to have with people, you know? And, and you know, like Muna said, talking to other creatives that or other people that I wouldn't normally get to. It's just, I've learned that when you put your mind to something and you set an intention and you work at it, it can come to life, even if it takes five years. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like when we started this, mm -hmm. like nobody really, nobody really cared that I was doing it. Like people did, but like nobody really, but it, that didn't matter to me. If, if two people came to an event that we did, we still did the event with the same energy, the same intent, everything was behind it the exact same way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important to remember. Like for me, this platform was an opportunity to create something I didn't see. I didn't mm -hmm. see a space where I could have conversations. I was having my women's studies classes outside of it. So I created it and I wanted to make sure that if I brought other people into it, they were given the same opportunity to expand creatively like I was. And just knowing that I was capable of doing that and, you know, bringing in the right people like you and Muna to help build this platform. It's just been really rewarding and I'm just really grateful. So, wow. You did that. You did that. Guys. Love it. We all did that. It was, it was a team thing. You know, I couldn't do this without any of you guys, really and truly. 
Am I allowed to ask a question? Absolutely. Anna. Yes, girl. Oh, to me. LOL. <laughs> that was going to be my next yes. thing, too. You stole that from me. I was like, go ahead. I want to hear. Bitch, you think, you think you could just sit there and be quiet? Dead ass. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, what I want to know is how you came to collaborate with Collective Culture and also how has this experience been for you? How how do you feel now that you've been around for, I think, over a year? Yeah. Doing some pretty critical essential work. Mm-hmm. Girl, it doesn't even feel like that. Um, I'll start. Keisha and I actually met. We were both working in an art gallery in 2018. And we didn't honestly, I don't think we worked with each other for very long, but we still somehow have no idea still connected I think we had each other on social media um and then we've kept in touch although we weren't working together and then Keisha was shooting her short film and asked if I wanted to be if like if, if I could be an extra I'm like yes yes of course like let me know date and time I'll be there and so I got there and she's like hey like we're I'm building a team for Collective culture would you be like interested in helping out with socials I said yep just let me know and um I'll make myself available and then it just kind of took from there I think that was February 2020 and then our first event was when was revisiting was that May or April I think it was like June June right yeah 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 you're right yeah Yeah. but we were prepping for like the launch of articles I think before that that's yeah we had a lot of articles we were doing at that time right so yeah and then I would I just changed hats whenever we needed to so like started from socials then hey can you do run do the logistics for this event hey can you you know do the newsletter hey can you do I said girl just let me know what to do and I'll try my best um and do it and here we are I think what I've learned about myself is that I need to like be confident in my skills because that's something that I'm not really I don't I don't really have much in but um obviously that's crazy yeah girl dead ass isn't it I swear Keisha hates because I always whenever Keisha and I have a conversation I always say it I'm like girl I don't feel the way she's like and I don't think you understand like you're good I'm like "Mm." I don't know about all that. I don't know. No, girl, I don't say you're good. I say you're great. You're talented. You're creative. You're smart. You're all the things. All time. Truly, we could not function without you. Yeah, you're the chameleon of collective culture. Girl, that's your official title. That should be. That should be your name. (laughs) She, she, she's the Wizard of Oz. She's the Wizard of Oz. Screaming. The Wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like that's something I'm learning to. I guess I feel like being with collective culture has, although I'm not there yet, it's a journey, but I'm stepping into being confident in my skills and not, um, yeah, not being like, oh, I'm not that good. It's like, okay, you may not be good. I'm not saying that I'm not good, but you're capable and you get it done. So that's all that you need to focus on. So, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. You guys are the best. Y'all are the best. Me too. I'm very happy. Yeah. Yay. I'm happy with everything we've been able to do. Um, so I know people hate these questions, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> um, where would you like to see Collapse of Culture in like another five years from now? Wherever Keisha wants to take it to. That part. <laughs> 
Um, I see collective culture being <clears throat> somewhat of like a content creation hub. Like I'd love to do more podcasts, um, have more articles, focus on more content that we make specifically for our platform and just make it be a place where artists who want to expand creatively, who have ideas and who just need somewhere to put their work. They want to experiment and they need a platform to come to collective culture. That's, that's what I got to do. That's what a lot of the team members we're working with are doing now. And I just want to keep doing that. I want to be a hub for people that can be a bounce board for their careers. If they're emerging, you know what I mean? Wherever they're at, if they just want to try something, they're BIPOC and they you know, need an opportunity. That's what I want this to be. And I, I really hope that it can continue to be that, but just mm. bigger, you know, bigger, more events around the world, that kind of shit, you know? <laughs> So that was lovely. I hope you guys learned a little bit more about collective culture and mine and Muna's collaboration and partnership and Anna, part of the team. You got to meet Anna. You guys are blessed. Your ears just got blessed. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> okay. One, one quick thing before we sign off. If we're the Powerpuff girls, who is who? <gasps> I would say Keisha is Bubbles. Ooh, I like that. Anna is Blossom and I am Buttercup. I was going to say definitely yeah. Buttercup. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Does that work for everybody? I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Okay. I know this is a bit conceited, but I, all of our guests, we always ask their big three and I just feel compelled to um, say mine just so yes. we know. Because a lot of you like to slander Leos, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but not on my watch. Okay. <laughs> so, my big three a Leo Sun, Aries Moon, and Virgo Rising. That's my big three. So, constant. I think the Virgo Rising is what keeps me here. Girl. <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you, that fire, fire, earth, bruh, internal content every single day, like every single day. It's sad. Honestly, though, yeah. Anna, I love a Leo. I'm a Leo moon. I, yes. I, I love y'all. Like, I, I really used to hate on them. And then I found it. It was my moon. And I was like, oh, shit, that's why. I don't get, okay, but I don't get it. Like, I really don't. Leos are a lot. I hate on Leos just because they get so mad when you hate on them. But <sighs> also Scorpios are a lot, Muna. A lot of people, a lot of people complain. I love a Scorpio, but a lot if of people- I'm a lot, go find less. <laughs> go find less. <laughs> I love y'all. I love y'all. You're my sister sign. Screaming. <laughs> love it. Go find less. I'm good. I'm very good. I'm screaming. She said, "Go find, find less." less. <laughs> I love that. Um, well, thank you guys for this lovely episode. Um, in terms of announcements. My one is we have another event coming up for the fall. <clears throat> More will be announced soon. Sorry, my voice. Um, and we have another article written by um, our lovely writer, Bobby. And Bobby. yeah, that's kind of it for us, for announcements. Any announcements, Muna? Y'all going to read this month. Y'all going to read. Mm -hmm. Any announcements, Muna? I have no other announcements than live, laugh, love. Anna? Anything from you? <laughs> Y'all, if you're looking for some mess, please watch Put a Ring on It. Please. 
go watch that show. <laughs> These are not announcements. These are not. <laughs> oh, I actually have an announcement. I have okay, an announcement. I am doing an event production workshop slash boot camp with Blank Canvas um, this September. I think applications will still be open when you guys hear this. They should be. Um, but if you want to learn about how I produce events and content, sign up because it's going to be really fun. So there's that. There's yeah, my actual announcement, guys. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Live, Laugh, Love and like watching a trash reality show is pretty announcement-esque. Like that's pretty important business. So. We're in the vicinity, but we're not there. Yeah, I'll give it to you both. Know. It's okay. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Keisha and Collective Culture at... At Keisha Chung. And then at Collective Culture with two underscores. Bomb bomb. You can follow the wonderful Anna at... At Anna with two N's underscore A-K-O-T-O. And you can follow me, Muna Traore, at underscore M-O-U-N-A t-r-a-o-r-e on instagram and twitter but my content is very very basic <laughs> it's not she's so pretty and she posts so many pictures that and part. she acts and she does things so it's great anyways we love you all thank you for listening and we will see you next month Collective Culture Creative Conversations, the podcast, is made possible by Never Apart and Collective Culture. This podcast is produced and researched by Keisha Chung, Muna Traore, and Anna Okoto. It is edited by Anna Okoto. The music you're hearing was made by the lovely Villa Beats. And if you like what you heard today, please rate and subscribe to the show. We appreciate you and your support, and we can't wait to bring you back more episodes. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next month. <laughs>